Hello, and welcome to the Be United podcast. Jay is a community radio host and is involved in music production. Jay's goal is to use the platform they have to cultivate a community space rather than just a platform for themselves. They are also currently working with some other artists on their musicians collective called Houseplants. Jay now lives in Glasgow, but describes their heart as always being in Edinburgh. Find Jay on Instagram at at it's Mr. Jay. That's spelled I-T-S-M-I-S-S-T-E-R-J-A-Y. Stay connected. It's time to unite. Jay, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's all good. It's all good. Lovely thank you for having me. Lovely to see you making a very far journey from <laughs> I love it, um, yeah. Glasgow. Yeah, I love so it. really appreciate it. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so you know I'm looking forward to being here and stuff. <laughs> How have you been so since the last time I've seen you? Oh man, it's been a roller coaster, you know. Like, um, not only I've got like a bunch of personal stuff happening, but I don't know, just everything happening like in the media and stuff has just really got me feeling some type of way, you know. It's, uh, yeah, it's heavy, you know. All of the names that you see in the news and like, you know, someone else who's died, and you're like, oh no, who's who's it gonna be this time? You know, you don't know. Like when the end is gonna happen, I don't know. I don't know, especially like what happened yesterday with the 13-year-old boy, and like uh, I don't know. It's just so much stress, and it's really weighing heavy on me recently. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of negative things happening yeah. in the media. It does actually weigh on you and mm. affect you mentally. Yeah, especially if it's like all you see. Right. You know, like in my, I really try and make a point when it comes to my platform on social media, where I try and um spread sort of like positive news and opinions and make sure it's not uh propaganda and i try and make sure you know either it's something that no one is talking about or something that is you know positive good news because we already have so much like negative stuff i don't need to be sharing the same type of stuff you know so it's yeah like it's tough being out here like just seeing all of this negative news all the time yeah, how do you disconnect from all of that? I, 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 I don't think I do, because I don't know. It's yeah, I, um, I don't think that there. For, for me, I'm a personality that's more online than anything else, and right. a lot of, you know, the influence that I have is online, and the influence that I have is mostly on social media and stuff. So I don't think that. I can, I mean, I should, you know, and obviously I physically can, but me as a person, because I want to stay up to date with everything and I want to see, you know, what's happening around the world, it's difficult for me to disconnect from all of the negative stuff only. You know, I think if there was a filter for that kind of stuff, I would be not wised up to most things because there's a lot of bad stuff that's happening that I think people do need to pay attention to, but obviously there are people like myself, other people of color, other queer people, whoever just kind of see this stuff and they think, uh, that's, they, they just see you, they just think, you know, like, um, 
oh this this could happen to me sort of thing that's all yeah. they see but then when it's other people they're like oh this is so sad we've got to do something and do that but they've got no personal connection to it you know so it's much harder for people like us mm. just because you're like you're you're stressed that it could happen to you or someone you know totally you know? so it's yeah it's heavy <laughs> i think we also become desensitized mm. to these things when we constantly yeah. see it on the news yeah i think that's really prevalent when you see people sharing the videos of right. like violence and stuff yes. without so any content warnings i have made a very very like big thing on my platform being like please use content warnings like mm. every so often someone will post something and i'll just pop up on their story and be like can you please put a content warning on this you know because yeah. but like i don't know um it's I, I, uh, do you remember when the George Floyd video went like viral? I never yeah. watched it. I haven't seen the Rodney King one because I just think about what it might look like and I can't even bear it. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't know who could even watch those kinds of videos. And I understand that it's important that they exist and it's sad that it's important that they exist, but I can't, I would never and could never bring myself to watch anything like that, you know, because it's it's just so brutal and it's so real mm. you know it's it's to other people they see it and to people who will never be involved who have that privilege will just look at it and be like this is horrible and this is so sad but there's again there's no personal connection it's yeah. just it's to them it's like watching one of those serial killer documentaries you know exactly. where it's like they see what's happening but they're like oh it's fine it's never gonna happen to me you know right. but then for a very large group of people it's really traumatizing to see this all over the internet mm. and it's i'm very very sure that it's not doing anything good for that group's mental health you know it's yeah it's okay. very heavy yeah yeah because i always think about what george's um mother must have felt mm. oh my god siblings or friends yeah. or, you know people that knew him and have seen the video mm. um there was That's very traumatizing um i think there was i saw a thing that said um trayvon martin's girlfriend or or trayvon martin's kids was taught by george floyd's girlfriend you know so it's just right. it just shows oh, how wow. close those relationships are yeah you know and it shows how close everyone is in the community and how close it can happen to you you know and it's very often you know when someone is done wrong against by police or whoever by any sort of um anti-blackness or anti-person of color sort of idea you'll know what someone else who has happened to and it will happen to most people who are in those groups and anyone who's queer as well will have plenty of stories about how they've been um you know uh, brutalized or victimized or you know targeted everyone who comes from any of those sort of marginalized groups has a story yeah. and the communities are big enough that people will know each other and the pe things that happen to each other they'll be like oh yeah that happened to me too and, mm -hmm. you know it's very very normal <laughs> for that to happen which again is super depressing for me <laughs>
Why would you ask me that? <laughs> we got on the topic of intersectionality and I thought about university and I thought about your studies. <laughs> oh man. Um I could be doing better. I honestly think like this is such a hard time in my life specifically for me to be studying in a degree especially when it's like an accelerated one you know i've got right. so much stuff that i'm behind on and so much stuff that i need to catch up on and so much stuff that i've missed and it's like uh, i don't know my mental health just has not let me do the things that i want mm. to do you know it's hard being in that place because you're like um <clears throat> you know you want to do so many things it's, i want to be in university and i want to do the stuff that i'm doing but you know there's so much that's just kind of holding me back yeah you know which is just not great <laughs> i'm sure lockdown also makes it quite difficult and not having the full university experience that you could be having mm, well i never i was never really sold on the university experience okay. you know i just kind of wanted to get my experience like within the practical part of the music industry that I'm going into get my degree in dip you know right. like i um most of the people in my course are quite a bit older than me you know over 30 mm. most of them are sort of white cis straight men you know so it's like obviously everyone i've met so far lovely people they're great it's just i don't click with yeah you know certain types of people and um it's not my fault and it's not their fault either but yeah you know a university experience isn't something that i've looked for or wanted <laughs> you know i was up until last year um yeah september i was convinced i was never going to university mm. you know and now you know i'm just kind of here doing it <laughs> i actually miss university mm. um just going to lectures and hanging out with friends and- taking the taxi <laughs> taking the taxi <laughs> to UWC oh wow oh yeah. my god dude i had a yo i had to take a train to one specific part of cape town mm. and then from that point take a taxi to the university so it took an hour and a half each way to get to university but it was fun cuz i had my friends and we had little, okay. little group that traveled together okay because so, taxis are scary <laughs> taxis dude, are so frightening the cape town taxis <laughs> are next level they literally, don't care like gran torino type vibes you know literally Bro. like they will swerve or like the funniest thing is when they're like the door is open the sliding door and someone's just hanging out like yelling where they're going yeah you know <laughs> you're like bra please slow down <laughs> yeah seriously i mean there's been so many times where mm. i have feared for my life mm. and they cram people into the taxis they literally take a plank mm. and put it in between two seats yeah. and they consider that a seat for a person mm-hmm. bus It's a bus, DIY yeah. bus. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, I mean, that is definitely an experience when you're living in Cape Town. That's why I'm having It's also really dangerous as well. Like, especially if you've lived in Cape Town all your life, then it's fine. But like, yeah. um, my mom went with her boyfriend a little while ago, <clears throat> and he was driving, but he's, you know, not from Cape Town. and um there was just this car kind of pushing them off the road you know and like speeding up you know and obviously this is someone 
pushing them off the road to try and rob them. Um, he was just like, oh, there's a red light. I'm going to stop, you know? And she was like, don't you, don't stop, don't stop. Just run through that red light. I don't care what happens. Run through that red light. Make sure nothing happens. He was like, why? <laughs> why? Because <laughs> <laughs> you you, in that situation, if you've not like experienced what the roads are like, especially in Cape Town, you know, that you don't have time to explain, you know, like this is the economic situation in all of yeah. South Africa and this is what happens on the roads because of that, you right, know? Right. So it's like Yeah, it's so it goes so deep. Yeah, it's I it would be scary to ride like in a car by yourself if you haven't even lived there before properly. You know? Right. That's like, interesting. I mean I've I don't think I've ever felt in danger when I was driving around in mm. Cape Town. I don't know, maybe it's just the part where I lived or the areas where it, I Yeah, it's different to. everywhere, you know, but I'm like, even my mom, when she used to drive home from my grandmother's house back to wherever she was living, she would drive like in her car by herself and then my granddad would get in his car and, you know, follow her home to make sure she was okay, yeah. you know? So it was just, um, it's, it's different in different parts of the city because obviously it's massive. I think yeah, the thing is, it, it happens to people, and mm. I've just been lucky that nothing has happened to mm. me. Yeah. It's touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're in Scotland now, so I don't think it. <laughs> I mean, I, I always say this I don't have that paranoia. I know. Now being in Edinburgh, and just, I was walking to the office this morning, and I thought, this is so trippy. Like, I live in Edinburgh, Scotland. Like, mm. this is so crazy. You would have thought that I would end up in scotland there's like barely any danger here as well like yeah. once i dropped my bank card and i'd literally walked 10 minutes all the way down the road and then i realized i dropped it so i went back and it was still, still there. there it was still there if that was south africa someone would have stolen it out my pocket you know like someone would have stolen it out of me before i had a chance to drop it oh you yeah know? Like, <laughs> do you know how many phones i went through living in cape town <laughs> i would go out with my friends a night out mm -hmm. and my phone would be gone and be like okay insurance hey <laughs> you know your phone it it would be the norm mm -hmm. you know and being here it's just it's nice not having that yeah. sort of insecurity yeah like um when you walk around in south africa it's like a rule that you don't put your phone in your back pocket no and it's like it's like second nature to me yeah you know where because i when i was living here for so long i just you know slip it in my back pocket whatever and then when i was in south africa i had to pay so much attention to what i was doing because i was clearly just a person who was always in safety you know yes. and i kept putting my phone in my back pocket i'd be like nope no 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 and like my money at one point um i was thrifting and um with uh my dad's girlfriend at the time and um, I had my money like all in my pocket with just the small bills. I wouldn't yeah. like take out the big bills. I'd separate all of the bills yeah. in case something was stolen. So, um, and uh, I was walking down the road and I m noticed a lot of people like looking at me and I was like, why are people looking at me? And I'd look down, my money was like kind of half hanging out my pocket. And I was like, oh my God, I, oh I could have almost been stabbed. <laughs> like yeah, no, for real. <laughs> stuff gets real up in yeah. the streets when else were you in cape town oh um 2019 summertime I was okay for, that's quite recent yeah it's quite recent yeah. but i hadn't been back in about 10 years cool. until then yeah so, so what what did you do when you were there oh tons of stuff i went by myself 
Um, and I was there for about a month and I road tripped around all of South Africa, just seeing people that I knew there. You know, I had some family friends in Bloemfontein. Um, I had some family in Joburg. Um, we went to Pochestrom, which is like this tiny gray village. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like half countryside type thing, yeah. you know, and um, obviously just drove around in different cities a lot, went to Cape Town obviously, stayed with both my grandparents. Um, oh, okay, so your grandparents are still there. Mm, yeah. Um, what was amazing though that I just will never forget is, you know, the stars that you see in the countryside. Mm. When, when I was driving down through like the mountains and stuff, um, just I would look up and there's so many stars. Yeah. You know, every time I look up when it's a clear night here, I just think about what it looked like in South Africa. You right. know, and I, I hear the crickets yeah, yeah. as well. My, my, my family used to think I was nuts because obviously you don't get crickets here. So um, when I was staying with my mom's side, my grandmother, I used to just sit on the porch and just kind of like look out at, mm. at the nighttime and just hear the crickets. And everyone would be like, why are you outside? It was like winter at that time as well, because June, it was, yeah, July, and July is kind of winter time. Yeah. So like, I was just sitting outside in the cold, just kind of looking at everything, at my grandmother's garden, playing with her dogs or something, yeah. and like just listening to the crickets. And everyone was like, what are you doing? It is quite peaceful to do yeah. that, yeah. And to see the stars, I love looking at stars. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen stars in years. <laughs> well, since I've been here. Really? Yeah. I just... I guess it's too much light. That's interesting. I used to see, yeah, I see stars all the time. Yeah, not where, um, where I am. I try, you'll see one or two, but. Yeah, that's all there is here though. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, not, not what I'm used to. Like yeah, exactly. back in Cape Town where my mom lives, mm. see so many of them. Literally, yeah, it's, it's just so different to what you can see. There's so many back there. Yeah. And you can see like the little clusters and stuff. Yeah. But here you just see like stars. You know, it looks like someone covered like the sky with some colored film or something and poked holes in it. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what it looks like. But like, it looks like equally spaced. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. It's quite they are equally yeah, spaced. Yeah, it looks like it was drawn or something. It's all very equal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, tell me about your musicians collective called Houseplant. Uh, I'm so happy you asked. If you didn't, I was going to bring it on myself anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I've I literally, I've never been so excited for a project. And I think it's because it's specifically a project where it's working together with other artists, you know? So me and my best friend, Amy Murhead, we wanted to do something that was, you know, together. And we, were, we always were like, oh, we should start a band, we should start a band. But like having a band just feels so permanent, mm. you know? So we just had this idea, you know, what if we start producing stuff and just get other people to work with us and they can work with us more if they want to and they can leave after one song, you know, they can come in and out, but they will still be a part of the, you know, community. Right. <laughs> so um, we just had this idea of making this musicians collective. It's been, you know, over a year in the making now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we've had, we've had this, we've been planning and like, we've got a bunch of pro um, stuff produced that we're working on. And it's been like, we've planned a lot for this and we've really, really wanted, you know, get off the ground properly just because um, I've not, I've realized that there's not a lot of platform or attention towards you know 
artists who are of the marginalized groups yeah you know you will see you know like i'll look at this collective and it's like a certain type of person you know but which isn't bad you know it's just i think something like this is really important right now because i'd love to be able to show you know how many amazing artists there are within these marginalized groups and i've made it intersectional on purpose because it there's so much talent just bursting from all of these groups that don't get enough attention because they're marginalized mm-hmm. you know and that's not the reason i decided to start we decided to start either you know we just kind of wanted to make music with a bunch of different people and wanted to make a project or projects we will see how it goes yeah um we just wanted to do something that we worked with a lot of people that we made a lot of fun music together have lots of fun you know it's um yeah i'm super excited for it we've got this sound that i'm so proud of it's not something that i think i would have been able to do completely by myself yeah but um you know me and amy we have very similar music tastes but also very different so when we come together to produce we have this joke where apart we're kind of like bad producers but together we become one really good producer (laughs) so um yeah it's been really fun just kind of working stuff out and you know getting in touch with people who want to work with us and just collecting all of these ideas and stuff Mm. it's been super exciting and i can't wait to release this ep that we hope to um we hope to come out at sort of this year we i don't know if it's going to be done by this year but i really do hope it will be (laughs) yeah what resources do you need in order for this to work Mm, what do you mean in terms of studio space um well we just have our own sort of ghetto ass home studios okay and i obviously i have a microphone of my own that i use just for vocals and radio stuff and you know we have our own doors um we have you know our own midi setups that we use uh our own instruments you know amy plays bass and guitar i play guitar still practicing bass you know uh we've we've got like the bare minimum of what you should have you know like the audio interfaces and all of that so like it would be great to actually work in a studio and hopefully we do get the chance at some point because um, my university actually does have studios that you can work in. Okay. Um, but yeah, at the moment, all we need is, you know, what we have. And I think that makes the most authentic music is if you just make what you can with what you have. And I think that's really the essence of what Houseplants is supposed to be. not really having roots somewhere not really having a community of my own you know so obviously now me living in edinburgh so long and people know me now like i do have roots i do have a community now but i think there are lots of people who are kind of just in their cities or in their environments or in their neighborhoods who don't really have those kind of communities and i think it's really important for people who have platforms to create communities. And I think anyone who does have a big platform does create a community. You know, you'll see big Instagram influencers will have all of these fan pages, you know, and all of these fan pages will become friends because they're fans of this person, you know, will Mm. create a community. That's so true. So I just think, why not consciously do it? Yeah. I think 
I've, I don't know, I've just always wanted to, if, if I ever had any traction or any sort of voice that people listen to, I always wanted to just be like, look at this, you know, that has nothing to do with me, but like, yeah. look at how amazing this is, look at how cool this is, you know, I just, yeah, I just think everyone deserves attention when they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because you had an opportunity to perform from a Scottish artist. Yeah. Nova. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, that's Nova Scotia The Truth. Yes. Um, yeah, the DJ. Um, Is she a... She's a rapper. Yeah, she's yeah. a rapper and a DJ. Yeah, she oh, raps Oh, she's a DJ now. too. Yeah, so um, DJ, you get DJ Nova Scotia The Truth and then you get Nova, which is what she goes as for her. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Sheeda is amazing. Like I can't yeah. I can't believe she like took to me so quickly, you know. Um it's uh we met at a Pan African event last year, very long time ago, February. Yeah. <laughs> and um there was like an open mic that me and my friends were just kind of playing around with and I just did I wasn't really writing too much music at the time. Mm. Um, I had released, I think, one song on SoundCloud at the time, and it was just a fun project, you know, and um, I had written, you know, lyrics for another song, but not really produced it yet, and I just, you know, went with it on the open mic, just acapella, I just did that thing, I forgot the hook in the middle, I was a bit jokey about it, you know, but like, she came up afterwards, and she was like, oh, did you write that yourself, did you write that yourself, yeah. and she asked for my Instagram, and like, literally the rest is history, she's like, I would call her a friend, you know, mm. we, we talk on Instagram a lot and like I, I make sure, you know, I'm like, look at what Nova's doing because she's amazing and she, you know, also shares stuff that I'm doing as well. She's so totally dope and I can't believe, you know, uh, it, she totally deserves everything that she's gotten so far, you know, with the Say Award and everything. Like, right. I didn't really know who she was until you mentioned her mm. and I saw a video of her on BBC iPlayer mm. and yeah. she did one of her songs. Mm. I was like, dope literally <laughs> i saw her um like almost right after we met she invited me on ehfm for uh, the international women's day thing at the time and she was doing her own show for it and she invited me and um another girl on for the show and she did a live sort of take of her album yeah. and i just saw her doing all of it and it was the coolest thing ever yeah. she has literally she has so much swag and like yeah she just has this energy about her that's just totally like it's it's not like condescending above everyone but she just has a higher mm. you know she, she just holds herself like she knows what she's doing and right. she she walks in the room and you're like she's you feel she's there you know right. you don't even have to see it you just know she's there you know she has this sort of like electric i don't know it's super cool just being around her mm. you know and she's based in edinburgh yeah um between yeah i'm pretty sure i know i know she was in the glasgow scene for a bit okay um but i'm pretty sure she's edinburgh based yeah she lives in edinburgh now at least as far as i know yeah so i know you're pretty new to glasgow but do you know if the music scene there is a bit better than in edinburgh um there's more opportunity in glasgow okay. definitely because not only is there more you know uh gig space there's way more um you know pubs and uh venues and stuff that you can play at um but also there's just a lot more people there in general mm. um so there is quite a bit more of a music community there just because there's a lot of people doing it 
you know, and most people who do, you know, get into music in Scotland usually just go to Glasgow. You know, yeah. it's kind of like how people used to go to London when they used um, right. to do music. They just kind of go to Glasgow now because it's getting a little bit bigger and a bit more popular, <clears throat> especially in like hip hop and rap and stuff and like indie music as well. Mm. You know, Scotland's always churned out amazing artists, you know, from uh, who knows, you know, Paolo Nutini, mm. Lewis Capaldi, all of those people, you know. So I think Scotland is at the moment just trying to um, get its stance when it comes to hip hop and rap and stuff. And you can tell, you know, from people like Shogun working with, uh, you know, Brits and Kane and stuff, you can see like these artists are actually getting the recognition they deserve and you know not even it, when it comes to UK they are getting some recognition but you know the time will come when it will be people around the world the time will come when it will be the US and when, yeah. we all know that when the US notices something that's when you're world famous yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? for real that is the mark yeah exactly the US is, <laughs> if celebrities in the US are recognizing you yeah, then exactly you've made it yeah um, I think one of uh, such an amazing uh, Glasgow rapper, Physics, um, he was retweeted, I think, because he did a comeback after he was gone, didn't do anything for about two years, I think. And he did a comeback and he released this song in a video and I think he was retweeted by T-Pain. And it was wow. like, he deserved that recognition. You know, yeah. like T-Pain was like, check this guy out, this is the hardest guy, you know, it was so dope to see someone from Scotland getting that kind of recognition yeah. because he deserved it. Mm -hmm. I love physics, he's so cool and his rap, his flow is like so tight, you know, I love, I have so much respect for people who rap or sing in the Scottish accent. Sometimes it can mm -hmm. be very, um, not like fake but sometimes it sounds as if you're pushing it way more than how you sound just right. because the way scottish accents are is they're not really made for singing they're especially when it comes to um the vowels and how you enunciate and stuff it's not really made for music but when you hear how people use it within when they're doing music and stuff it's i love it it's brilliant mm. i have so much respect for people who just really claim their scottishness you know they're not just an artist from Scotland, they're a Scottish artist, you know. Totally, I totally agree with you. It makes me think of artists from Cape Town, mm. um, coloured artists, mm. who don't try and change their accent to sound American mm. or Western. Mm. They're just true in their authenticity. Yeah. And I think so awesome. um, they are getting a little bit more sort of recognition from places like the US now. Mm. You know, I saw, oh, I cannot remember for the life of me what artist it was but i saw there was a colored artist that got a documentary on netflix you really know? yeah um he got a uh, like you know the sweet rapper thing happening in sort of cape town at the moment where it's just you know like the soundcloud rapper type thing yeah uh there's like a big movement at the moment i think in cape town as far as i'm aware i'm not you know a part of the scene at this, so i can't speak for them but yeah i saw that there was doc a netflix documentary that they did about it which is like super cool because yeah. it's one of those scenes that doesn't really get loads of recognition globally totally so um, i was super proud that it was something that you could just see you know do you know who the artist is i cannot remember but i will find it for you and okay I'll send it to you yeah please do i didn't know about that it was some wacky type name though you know how rappers are yeah <laughs> yeah i really like 
your sense of style, by the way. Oh, thank you. Totally off topic, but whenever I see you, you always just look so cool. Oh, thank you. I joked about it last time saying this because I have no personality, but like... <laughs> I don't understand what you mean by that, though. Um, it's just a joke because I don't, especially at the moment, I don't really know what I like or like, I don't want to be that person who's like, I'm trying to find myself and like, right, right. I don't know who I am, but like, literally, I don't understand why I like the things I like. Okay. And I will sit there and be like, do I actually like this because I enjoy it or do I like this because I'm trying to impress people? You know, and I'm trying to make sure I'm not doing anything because I want to impress people. I'm yeah. just doing stuff because I want to do it. And if it impresses people, that's fine. You right. know, <laughs> but yeah. um, at the moment, especially when it comes to my style, I've always been, you know, paid attention to the more alternative side of things. You know, I kind of just, first and foremost, I just wear what's comfortable. You know, if I'm not comfortable, I'm not wearing it. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of the clothes I wear are all secondhand because, you know, I can't really afford anything else. And a lot of people are like, oh, the rips in your clothes are so cool. Did you do them yourself? And I'm like, yeah, because, I don't have any other clothes and I wear the same thing all the time, you know? So like, I only recently just bought new pairs of trousers because I only had one pair for so long and they had like holes in them. And to make sure they didn't break more, I just took safety pins and pinned them <laughs> oh, okay, down. Cool. And everyone was like, whoa, that's so cool. That's so alt and goth. That's and I was so edgy. Like, Literally. And I was like, <laughs> so necessity. Well, actually. Literally, it's because it's out of necessity and I don't want these trousers falling apart or I will have nothing else to wear. Right. <laughs> you know? so. I feel you on that. Um, I think about 70% of my closet is secondhand. Mm. I love thrift. But you have to know where to look because some places are really overpriced. Yeah, I mean, I don't even step foot in the overpriced places. Um, yeah. I get a lot of stuff from Depop, actually. Um, I find Depop to be... Obviously, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on in Depop. I don't know if you've seen that Instagram account, Depop Drama. And no, it's I haven't. so hilarious. Because <laughs> obviously, you're working with like the real people on the other side. And just people can be ridiculous sometimes. You know, yeah. I haven't dealt with anyone ridiculous yet. I have been scammed maybe once or twice. You know, I've just... I've bought something and not, they haven't sent it or anything. But like, oh, really? usually, you know, if it's like... Something that's like five pounds or something. I won't open up a dispute or anything because if someone's stealing from you, in my mind, if someone's yeah. stealing from you, clearly they need it more than you because no one actually wants to steal. Right. You know, like, I don't know if it's something that's like five pounds up to like 20 pounds, I won't usually go and get it back mm. because like there's obviously there's lots I can do with money like that, but someone else who's stolen it probably needs it way more, right. you know? So like I have, an okay income at the moment it's not great but i can probably get that money back yeah and depop is a good place for buying thrift and secondhand stuff just because you know i have the um privilege the financial privilege to be able to cut down on my um fast fashion consuming yeah you know i know that it's definitely a privilege and any clothes i do have that i need to that I can't use anymore that don't fit me anymore or whatever I will give that away yeah. I'm not going to sell it or anything even if I do need the money I will usually just give it away yeah me too um, I just want to go through the effort of hmm. selling it I mean it is a lot of hard work yeah, yeah. it's not like bad it's, it can be quite nice money and um, it's 
I don't know. I feel nice about rehoming something. Right. You know, totally. I think it's like I just I don't know. I love the idea of reusing stuff and you know giving stuff away so that someone else can use it. I just think it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously being able to shop in charity shops or like the more expensive thrift shops and stuff are mm. a privilege. But also half of my closet is from Paiute, and I think I have a problem. <laughs> What's Paiute? What's Paiute? You said that and you live in Edinburgh. I have never heard um, of that before. So it's like a, a local Edinburgh brand and they, it's like a clothing brand. But okay. the reason I love them is just because they're so involved in the community, you know, and they, um, Robbie who runs it, he does, you know, he sends a lot of clothes to homeless shelters. He buys, um, you know, he gets people to donate to um, whatever GoFundMe he's running or um, you can send him money straight to the shop and you can buy, you know, bundles of clothes that actually donate money to the homeless shelters and stuff. He buys all of this food to give to the shelters and things. And Where is this place? It's um, Candle Makers Row. Um, I think it's closed at the moment, but... Um, basically all of their clothes are brilliant you know i actually got this t-shirt from them yeah it's, it's really cool best, like it's one of my favorite ones and anywhere yeah. public that i'm going i make sure to wear it you right, know? Right. <laughs> but make um, a statement no literally because um i just think what they're doing is quite important you know they talk a lot about the issues and stuff that are important to them on their instagram stories and you know they talk a lot with people who buy from them and they're just really sound and nice. just i i have so much respect for people who are really active in the community just because totally. it means that they care about everyone else around them and you know all of their clothes are super comfortable literally like all of their clothes that i've bought so far they have lasted so long really that's good literally like ages and mm. they're very sustainable cotton that they use they're like They're just super great in every way. I love that. You know? Yeah. How so, do you spell that? Um, P-I-E-U-T-E. -E. Apparently it means sleep or like to sleep or something okay. in French. I am, <laughs> I need to find the shop and I'm yeah. definitely going to support them because I'm all about sustainable fashion yeah. and not buying from these big mm -hmm. chains. Mm -hmm. They're super cool because yeah. uh, they're more like street style type stuff but it's real street style yeah. you know it's like yeah. actual street stuff because yeah. <laughs> they're a smaller brand you know i make a point to make sure to support the smaller brands mm. and stuff because like and my friends as well who make their own clothes and things i make sure to support them because yeah. usually there's been a lot harder work been put into it and a lot more planning you know and um there's a lot more thought being put into it you know about how mm. they're resourcing their um their cotton or yeah. where they're getting their t-shirts or how they're printing things you know there's a lot more thought that's being put into that which is important you know you can see how much effort and thought and love is being put into garments like that mm. you can, when you're wearing it you can feel it yeah you know it's, it tells a story yeah and the great thing about being from edinburgh and like wearing stuff like paiute is when <clears throat> you go around other places you know like glasgow or i have a friend who lives in bristol and when she walks around wearing her paiute hoodie um someone else will be like oh paiute and you know, oh, they're, really? you know they're from edinburgh you know okay. so it's like it's it's like representing a community you're a part of right. and just like showing other people being like haha you know paiute as well so do i you know it's right. like being in a community you know it's much bigger within like the skate community but they're not 
just you're, they're not really a skate brand you mm-hmm. know um a lot of people are like oh Paiute's a skate brand but not not really they're so yeah. involved in so many parts so many different parts of different communities and their own community that they're just very community based yeah, like in, it, almost like an intersectional community mm. type thing you know they work with a lot of different types of people which mm. is so cool <laughs> yeah i've heard of depop it's called mm-hmm. um but i shop on vinted i have i saw like adverts and stuff for it and i just thought it was kind of like b-tech depop you know <laughs> you need to just take time to search for items mm. because Sometimes people are just trying to sell things at a higher price to make money, but other times you find some really good items. Yeah. So the Depop is like that as well, but I think it's just a lot more stuff. Like you oh, have, I, um, I don't know if you've seen on Etsy where they you have like um, artists, like jewelry artists, or people who make their own clothes, mm. or people who sell their art, or you know whoever. There are people who actually make. The stuff that they're selling on Depop, for example. Yeah. So it's not oh, just thrifting. So okay. you, you see a lot of people making their own stuff, you know, which I think is super cool. It just means that there's a platform yeah. that's almost like a social media because mm. you can like stuff and you can comment and you can message them and you can save stuff. So it's almost like a social media right. as well, but you can buy off it. So yeah. I think it's a really good sort of environment for creators and small mm. business owners and stuff you know yeah. people who sell who make their own makeup and stuff on there and lip glosses i've seen obviously like earrings and jewelry and rings mm. uh so many cool stuff that you can see on there that's made by the specific person and usually um when they're sending you stuff they send a little note with you and oh, they'll send nice. maybe like a little gift sometimes you get sweets one time one time i got lego cards okay. <laughs> which is just really i don't know it was really random and funny for me but um yeah sometimes they'll send like a little something as well oh cool yeah we'll definitely look that up Paiute <laughs> and depop you schooling me today it's just because i'm a youth that's that's what it is <laughs> i just this is this is the culture i'm in all the time you know yeah that's good it's really good to talk to you today. Yeah, I'm so happy to have been here. It's been so yeah, great. It's been amazing. Can't amazing. wait to see what houseplant is coming up with. Uh you you got you you won't even believe what's <laughs> coming up. I'm so excited for everything that's happening. I literally like I just want to tell everyone what's happening all the time, but I can't. Yeah. It needs right. To I know. Like... Isn't that the worst when you really want to share, yeah. but you know you can't. It's just like I. I just want to send stuff to people all the time. Be like, yep. listen to this, listen to what we're doing. But like, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just have to wait for it. Exactly. And where can people find you on the socials? Um, well, I'm on, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at it's Mr. J. That's I T S M I S S T E R J A Y. I'm also on SoundCloud and spotify just as jada j-a-y-d-a um and houseplants also has an instagram uh houseplants uh h-o-o-s-e-p-l-a-n-t-s okay and um we're also on bandcamp and soundcloud as well just as houseplants um the song we released recently is called colder um so it's up for it's up on SoundCloud as well, but if you want to sort of like download it and listen to it offline, we've got it as um, pay as much as you can or pay what you can on Bandcamp. Okay, um, cool. At the moment. Yeah, so that should be. See, I don't know about all these things. 
I need to like spend the day with you and you need to tell me about all <laughs> See, these platforms. I, I didn't know I didn't know about Bandcamp either for ages because it's more to like focus towards other music creators. You know, right. Bandcamp is usually the place for like other DJs and stuff and like anyone who makes music. So anyone who makes music knows what Bandcamp is. Oh, really. I see. It's not really like a big streaming platform. Yeah. Um, gotcha. It's just they have this thing called Bandcamp Fridays where um whatever you buy on Bandcamp it goes one hundred percent to the artist. Mm. So um and they're more, you know, the the interface is more for the artists when it comes to that. So it's quite good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And you you don't do TikTok? <laughs> no, no you're not a tiktoker no not no <laughs> are you on yeah. tiktok no i'm not i downloaded it once and i just had no idea what i was doing yeah see i like tend to just scroll through it but like i don't know all i get is like transphobic stuff and like all this racist racist stuff. yeah like, right literally i'll say one thing and i'll get shadow banned like mm. it's so weird <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, if, if you share other things that you don't get shadow banned but if like i remember on instagram i got shadow banned at one point because i'd actually written my own thoughts and opinions about you know like being a person of color and like the whole thing about the and i got shadow banned for it you know like obviously there wasn't a thing where it's like you are shadow banned because yeah. of this but like i did that and then I got shadow banned. So it was like, you know, mm. it was pretty obvious yeah. <laughs> that being a person of color, if you say anything about your opinion, Instagram or right. like whatever social media is just going to be like, haha, this goes against our community guidelines, yeah. you know? What do you mean by shadow banned? Um, shadow banned is basically when they change the algorithm to your page. When, oh. they, when you do something that whatever social media doesn't like, they will do something to the algorithm to make sure that what you make gets seen way less, you know? So you very often you'll get black creators on TikTok, for example, <clears throat> who will get, you know, millions of views and likes and stuff. But then when they're shadow banned, they'll get like 10 likes in like an hour, right. you know, sort of thing. So um, it's very bad for creators online when they get shadow banned just because the algorithm that works on lots of social media now is not in chronological order anymore it's yeah. just on popularity kind of yes, at the moment yes. you know that's why it's so important when you're trying to support someone online that you like and comment and share and save whatever mm. they post because that's that's what's important to the algorithm you know so i see yeah it's really how, and how do you know if you're shadow banned you can tell because of like if you keep track of um what you usually get on social media and how many sort of likes or views or whatever you get um on your social media and then when you post something and it's been a long time like hours and you don't really get that much gravity towards it yeah. then you can tell you've been shadow banned for something okay. especially when it's like after saying something kind of like a hot take or like yes. controversial or something that is like seen as political yeah then you'll you, you'll know that you've been shadow banned or even something that's been sexualized mm. you know something that's seen as being sexualized then that will also get you shadow banned they wanted they want people just to do their little tiktok dances yeah do you know what's weird <laughs> about that though it's like you will get um i don't know if you know the only reason i know this is because she's on jimmy fallon's show but um there was this woman addison ray mm -hmm. who was on the Jimmy Fallon show doing all of these TikTok dances and she was doing them so half-heartedly and kind of badly and like 
she's just so famous for all of these dances when yeah. so many of these were created by black creators yeah. and like none of them get any of that recognition yep. which i just think is so crazy yeah. you know it's the it's social media at work right there it's what social media is there for just to yeah kind of take things from other people's culture and just be like haha i made it better right you know? i mean there's there was one song called R- renegade oh my god which was huge <laughs> like my little niece she yeah. was obsessed with the song and the, you know the dance yeah and i think the girl who became famous from the dance is charlie d'amelio something along this line like and yeah the dance is actually created by a black yeah. Girl. which doesn't make sense because why wouldn't the person who created it get famous for it mm. and there's so many people as well who just get famous or like get a lot of um sponsors or whatever and get a lot of follows and likes and views and stuff just for being attractive like yeah, eurocentric totally. attractive yes, people exactly i don't see many people there are a few but i don't see as many people who are people of color who are famous just for being pretty (laughs) right like there are way more people who are just famous for being attractive who are like white people Mm. you know and that's so many yeah and it's very troubling for me because it just means you know like i get it model you know a model is a real job Mm. but like instagram influencer i don't have anything against that job it's just only for a specific type of person if it was a job anyone could do that would be fine but it's not a job anyone can do it's a job that you require certain things and you have to be born with and you have to have you know a certain level of income you have to be pretty rich to be an influencer in the first place you know that you won't see anyone from a working class background being an instagram influencer so yeah most of the you know influencers that you see these days are already celebrities you know exactly um like kylie jenner has a friend Mm -hmm. stassi Mm -hmm. and she's just she has millions of followers just for being pretty Mm, or being perceived as Mm. hot or whatever else and it's like i know so many just genuinely really attractive people as well who don't get the same like hype as that um but it's because of the eurocentric sort of idea of beauty like oh yeah this is this is what's attractive and you know this is what's gonna sell stuff you know exactly. which is like okay fine you know i get that this is how it works use whatever ideas have in society to sell mm. stuff i get it you're just trying to live too but like you could do something about it yeah you know you could i have a friend who has i think over 6k on her account which mm. is not bad for someone my age you know mm. um and she's sort of like reaching influencer type area you know where she is known for being attractive on tiktok and stuff and she's known on instagram for being attractive but she talks a lot about body image and she makes sure to not only post stuff where she looks good but to post stuff where she is not feeling great or like when she does not feel beautiful herself and she posts you know things about um the body parts that she hates she'll post pictures Mm. about that and she'll you know talk very openly about her body image and how she's grown up thinking about that and um just i feel like the way rihanna's gone about it is way better than what other people would do they won't yeah. they will get this platform and then they won't use it properly they'll yeah. just think you know 
I've got this platform and I'm going to post this black square for Black Lives Matter because that's what I'm supposed to do. But they won't actually have any substance to and use their platform to actually say something that's important yeah, to them. You know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, they just use it as a platform to make money, mm-hmm. um, advertise. Mm-hmm. Like themselves. They'll use yeah. it to make money for themselves. You know? Right, it's, exactly. And it's like, I get it. It's It's because social media is so unregulated where it's like... Yeah. Use yeah, it's your platform. Use it for what you want. But like, if you're being responsible, you should use it for everyone else. You know exactly. There's so many people with big platforms mm-hmm. that aren't doing anything yeah. with it. It's quite infuriating. Yeah, it's awful. And like, I don't know. Even people with little platforms as well. Like, you'll see someone with like hundred followers, and they'll be like, "Yeah, I don't share that kind of stuff because no one would see it." But like, the way I think about it, right, is if you had your follower count in one room. That would be a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Like, a uh, hundred people in one room. That is a hell of yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. So if you're standing there trying to, like, say something, they're most likely going to listen to you. Yeah. You know, and if they don't, then that's their fault. But at least right. you said something in the first place. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, like, it's it's just people being like, oh, people won't listen to me, people won't listen to me. But people yeah. aren't listening to you because you're not saying anything. Yeah. You know, that people... A good friend of mine, Amira, she is an activist online as well and Mm. she will you know speak a lot and spread so much information so much really good information that i wouldn't have ever thought to look into Mm. you know and she talks a lot about a whole bunch of different issues and the reason she is so popular online is because of her stories and what she says and the fact that she has all of these opinions that she says and you know um that's how people get noticed is people want to see your opinions you know and if you're sitting there the whole time being like no one listens to me and you don't post anything yeah no one's gonna listen to you because you're not saying anything Mm. you know you have to say something for someone to listen yeah so totally even if you have a small platform Mm. even if you have 50 people who follow you three people three people literally i mean it really just takes one person exactly it takes the right person as well you know so like take nova for example like i literally just met her on a fluke you know like it takes and now i'm here doing what i do you know like it really it doesn't matter what you say online or in real life or wherever it just takes the right person so you have to be honest with everything you say true with whatever you're trying to be all the time because someone if someone is like you and someone wants to support you they'll take notice of that yeah you know for real Preaching the good word, Jay. <laughs> word. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure. It's it's weird being interviewed instead of the interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> Did it feel good? I'm not used to it. Yeah. <laughs> but you've been a great interviewee. Thank you. You've been a brilliant interviewer yourself. Why? Thank you, Donna. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Be United podcast. Find us on Instagram at at Be United World and you can follow me, Inga Dale, at at Spoken by Inga on Instagram. Be inspired, be connected, be united.